Uh, joining us here over the phone this morning, Illinois House Republican leader, Tony McCombie. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. I got, uh, we, I haven't said this for a while. We have uh, coffee with Tony. I got mine going, and I think you got yours going. Yes, I do. I just took a, I just took a nice hot drink. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't let anybody else hear that, so we're good. <laughs> Hey, how were the roads when you came in this morning? You, you get there pretty early. Uh, well, as soon as I left the house over in Morrison, it started raining, but it was sticking to everything. And so mm -hmm. uh, and the, there wasn't much traffic. They hadn't really done much to the roads yet. So it was a slow and go for me, but I got here. That's the important thing. Yeah, that's the important thing. Mm. Safe and sound. Well, everybody out there, I hope, is careful. I, I posted this morning on Facebook the getting around Illinois website. If, if your listeners are not familiar with that through um, IDOT, it is great. Yes, it is. Um, it's awesome. I love it. Yes. Yes. And, and even up uh, your way towards Savannah, you get a little bit of this glazing going on. Yeah. I, I took Molly out to go to the ladies room this morning and she looked like a, uh, a deer on all, you know, <laughs> with her legs going all different directions. So, uh. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. Uh, once we get it's past it's winter, Tom. It, it, it's it, winter. It it is, but it, we've only had it for like a couple of weeks, and everybody's ready for it to end. <laughs> ah, my goodness. Oh shoot. So let's see. Well, what you want to dig into? Let's dig into some stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, know everybody had the uh, wonderful, uh, you know, trip down to Springfield uh, last week and covered a few things. And and uh, okay, that was last week. You got more coming up. Yeah, so that was last week, uh, short week, past no business, but we, it was good to be down there because our deadline um, as members to get uh, our bill ideas that we had, um, they had to be complete and sent to um, what we call LRB. They are the, um, the attorneys that actually write the language. So they needed to get all of those draft ideas to them for drafting purposes by Friday. So it was good for all of us to get down there and then also to meet with our communication staff too, because we, we set up for the year uh, our plan for how we're going to communicate with our constituents. So it was worthwhile. I'm not sure what my colleagues on the other side of the aisle did, but that's what we did on our side of the aisle. Uh, and we go back February 6th uh, and um, we're pretty light. We're only six days in February and we're only nine days in March. Hmm. And I would guess that we're probably going to cancel uh, the week of the 12th in March because, you know, that primary is coming up. So right. uh, I can't imagine that the speaker is going to have his members who a lot of them have primaries be in session uh, the week before. But and then we really kick it in um, in April and May. OK, so, yeah, there'll be a there'll be a turnaround again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. Uh, but we had it kind of fun. We had we had two new members on, on our side last uh, due to some retirements. So we had some uh, two new members and it was fun to welcome them. And, you know, it's always fun to, you know, it felt like the first day of school, but nothing oh. bad happened. So that was great. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> first day of school. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, something we're we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but it keeps popping up, and uh, we haven't talked about it for a while. Um, it, tell us where the uh, Safety Act is at, and is there still some uh, fine tuning for that? 
Yeah, I think so. And we're hearing it a lot from um, officers as well as um, attorneys, you know, what's going to, you know, what's happening, what's going to be rolled back. Uh, and there's definitely going to have to be some um, things that have, you know, there's now been some activity of folks that are, you know, out uh, without bail. Mm-hmm. And um, an example, um, a 52-year-old man, uh, free on bond, and this is just two of many, right? Uh, free on bond after being charged. He was charged with fatally shooting his, his girlfriend in their home in September. So the uh, earlier the month, the Madison County judge denied a state petition to have him return to custody on first-degree charges. And so here he shoots his longtime girlfriend, and then he's out. And they go back and say, please reconsider. This guy needs to be in jail. Uh, and he basically, he's free on bond despite facing first degree murder charges. Mm. And if you think about it, it's, you know, part of the safety act is um, there's no longer a threat. Well, there's no longer a threat to this poor girl because she's dead. But what about all the other people around him? Um, So to really define this, I mean, that really is a technicality. And I've heard from other, um, you know, sheriffs, uh, as well as state attorneys, and I think we even talked about this instance, you know, uh, a DUI, and it's best to keep that person in jail and let them, you know, sober up rather than be released. They don't have somebody come pick them up because odds are they're going to get back in the car. And what? who's going to be liable if they die or they kill somebody in a drunk driving accident when they've just left jail? So either way, because they're not supposed to be held, but if they are out and hurt somebody, who's going to be liable? It's, I would guess with our court system how uh, it works, it's going to be that particular county. And uh, who pays those uh, lawsuits? Taxpayers. Right. So we have to do some tweaking there. Um, and the, we have a working group that is, is trying to figure out and has uh, several pieces of legislation to tighten up the law. And we hope that that, that will be brought forward from our our dem colleagues for sure but it's going to be tough because it's you know it's hard it is no matter what the topic is or who we are whether politics are at play it's hard to admit when we've made a mistake Um, but this mistake is going to cost lives and and it's now starting to happen yeah you hate to see something uh like this and crucial especially with uh public involved and hate to look at it as an experiment it's like well let's see what happens when we do this well look what happens right yeah that's right that's right and you know and again i you know i understand i think we all understand the intent of the legislation uh but um (laughs) intent doesn't always make it right so but yeah. Once again, joining us on this Monday morning, Illinois House Republican leader Tony McCombie. So, um, let's. Uh, well, you got back to Springfield, and you got a couple more coming up. Uh, and uh, you already mentioned it was kind of like the first day of school, and you got together with uh, um, your other members. Uh, what are some of the GOP priorities that uh, you, you want to hammer out for 2024? Yeah, I think one of the the biggest things that we have to address right away, and anybody that is. Uh, writing a paycheck to somebody, I hope, um, is is going to be hopeful on this and push um, their legislators and and put in a witness slip when it's time. But that's the the new policy concerning paid time off. Uh, so the paid time or the paid leave for all workers went into effect on January one. 
And there really is going to be, again, some unintended consequences in costs that are probably in the end cost jobs. So, for example, you have, you know, your high school kid or college kid um, that is working, you know, you know, five hours, um, a, you know, a, a week or three hours, five times a week, whatever the case may be. The intent of these jobs is not to give them benefits, right? It's just that, you know, or maybe it's a second job and they're already getting these kind of benefits at their full-time job and they need some extra help um, on their secondary job. Well, folks that are writing these paychecks are now required uh, to give them paid time off as they accrue more hours. Hmm. And I don't believe that was the intent. There should be some carve-outs. There should be some carve-outs for non-for-profits, you know, the people that work for non-for-profits in this kind of a scenario um, shouldn't be in, in effect here for them. Uh, carve-outs for, let's say, auxiliary police or fire. Uh, and it, it's going to be a nightmare for bookkeeping. But in, ultimately, um, I think of a, a local pizza place, right? So they have, you know, five, ten kids that work there. Mm. Um, not only will they maybe decrease how many of them are going to be there, but also the benefits that they get today. You know, maybe they, maybe they get to eat and drink pop the whole night that they're there. Some of those benefits will probably have to go away for them um, to pay for their time off. So it's just going to be a nightmare. So we want to readdress that right away. But, but we're going to stick with, you know, we're going to be fighting. We're probably going to be seeing a supplemental budget. Uh, which means how do you pay for that? How do you pay for that? You do that by tax increases. they got to find a revenue source. Um, so we're going to be pushing extremely hard. And, again, the graduated income tax, there's threat that that might come back. Um, and so we'll definitely fight against that. Um, uh, tackling the pension bet, the debt, uh, a court case just came um, out last week. Uh, so that you might see some more requests for consolidation of, uh, pension debt between uh, organizations, for example, uh, one that might be coming forward is Chicago Public Schools wanting to consolidate with um, the, the TRS, uh, the Teachers Retirement System. Mm. Uh, we're, we're hearing rumors of that, and uh, so we'll definitely have to pay attention. Uh, agency mismanagement, if we dig into that, I've got a great story for yeah. you um, just about how stupid government can be. And, of course, uh, funding our public education is, a, is another priority that uh, it's a promise that has been made. Uh, the promise was broke one year, um, but we're, we want to keep making sure that the evidence-based funding model uh, continues to get the funding. Once again, Tony McCombie, Coffee with Tony here uh, on this Monday morning. Well, you, men you mentioned uh, agency mismanagement, and one of the notes here uh, I have is agency dysfunction. Are those two together or are those separate <laughs> that you've come up with? They are one and the same, okay. uh, it seems. Yeah. So, you know, anybody that has dealt with uh, DCFS, as we've talked about many times, right. Tom, um, and uh, professional licensing, um, IDFPR, anybody out there that has uh, received their teaching license or tried to get their nursing uh, license, um, there's so many um, different licenses that we have out there. Um, they usually have an issue there. And then we've talked about before employment security, ID, yes, with the fraud, with all of the COVID payments that we're going to continue to hear about, right? Mm. So those, are, I would say, uh, are some big ones. But anybody that works in our Department of Corrections could certainly also argue that this is another agency. But people don't talk about it a lot uh, because 
They, they just don't. It's interesting, employees, the moment they retire, how quick they are to call our office and say, all right, you want to know what's been going on? And I, I wish they were doing it when they were in it, right? But I understand they're, mm. they're nervous for their job. Sure. But I had two weeks ago, I happened to be in Springfield for um, some meetings. And Connie from the office calls and says, hey, um, I, I didn't say you were in Springfield, but there's a, a, a woman up in Galena uh, who's been trying to get her license. And now there's all of a sudden this $30, $30 charge um, that it's just like it was an extra charge that she wasn't aware of when she sent in all of her paperwork. Hmm. She goes, I didn't say you were down there, but she can't pay this thing online. So she's talking about driving. It was when, that week of all the bad weather. Driving four hours to Springfield to get it. And then she'd have to drive back. Oh um, but it was so late in the day um, that she would have barely made it had she got there in time by 430. Mm. And then, you know, to turn around and do that again, certainly unsafe. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to walk over there. It's two blocks from the Capitol. I'm going to walk over there. I'm going to go get this license for her. Send me all of her stuff. Walked over there. Literally, she could not pay $30 online. She couldn't, she couldn't do a credit card. She could, there's no app. There's no process for her to do that. I went over there and I had to take cash or a check. Uh, and then they gave me her license. I sent it to her. Uh, the hospital texted or emailed Connie back to thank you. She was able to start work the next day. So here we are. I could buy a lottery ticket on my phone right now while you and I are even talking. <laughs> I could buy a scrap piece on my phone through another agency but you can't pay. You can't give the state money so you can start paying taxes. I mean, what a crazy thing. I mean, so we are um, unfortunately going to have to write a bill to tell them to start taking money over the phone or a credit card. And she was willing to spend whatever it costs for the cost of the credit card. She wasn't asking for anything free. She was right. like, this is just ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And who knew, right? So... That's another thing people wonder sometimes. Well, what does your state rep do? Well, that's, we navigate these crazy state agencies and their dysfunction. So, so um, did you have any idea that that was the case until the, the, the situation arose? Oh, no. I, I, no. I, and here's another thing. So I get my real estate license through this same agency. Okay. I, I can pay for mine online. So I can as a realtor. Right. But she can't as a nurse. <sighs> like, what in the world? What in the world? I mean, just stupid stuff. Yeah, because right? we're already, you know, we already have compromised medical facilities and nursing. They, they all need nurses right now. And you're going to go, well, let's make it a little more complicated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And then what, what would have happened if she would have gotten into an accident on the way? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's nutty. It's just. You know, it, that's, this is why people don't trust government, because it doesn't make sense. And, hmm. <laughs> you know, r run, run my credit card over through the uh, Department of Real Estate through this, through this professional licensing. That's fine. Well, we also, um, we can get our, our um, uh, driver's li or our uh, license plate sticker online. Right. I mean, there's other, other, other lots. So there's other areas that figured this out. It's just dumb. Get a Venmo for Pete's sake, people. Oh. Agency mismanagement yeah. slash dysfunction. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And, you know, this is something that Pritzker could take a, a win on. 
because this is an issue for all of us, mm. Republicans or Democrats, right? And, right. you know, there was that big flare-up with Bob Morgan, and um, everybody probably recognizes Bob Morgan because he, he's the, the leader of the firearm ban uh, that we're all dealing with right now. But um, he, he also, you know, is trying to champion some change over there. I mean, so this is not just a Republican issue. This is a, this is a state of Illinois right. issue, and um, it's, it's a big deal. Totally. Once again, we're on the phone with uh, Illinois House Republican Leader Tony McCombie. And uh, one more thing we're going to hit. Uh, I think we got about five minutes left here. Um, of course, everybody's been watching the border for years. And, um, it, you know, I know I made a problem with people coming into this country. Just come in the right way, like uh, everybody's mm-hmm. grandparents and parents did. But, uh, you know, we looked at the border, but now every, every state in the country is a border state. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, and a, and a country isn't a country without its borders. And the, the, the point is, you know, people say, well, what in Illinois, you know, you know, why are we even making, you know, having an opinion on this? Why do we, you know, why do we care? Well, we care because now they're here in, um, in Illinois. Mm. First and foremost, uh, Governor Pritzker and the mayor of Chicago must, must implore Biden to secure the border. That's the first thing. You're right. People have been coming over, but these these folks are asylum seekers who are coming to the border because they think this is the new process. It's not the process. <laughs> the process should be they should be seeking asylum from their own country, have their court date, and come here. Um, but now what they're doing is they're coming here and saying I'm seeking asylum, and then they get released into the United States uh, and they get a court date. Let's say the court date is seven years from now. Well, here's the interesting thing. They may get bust to, um, even by Biden's administration, um, the thing with Biden's bus has come with federal dollars. So there's the difference. Mm. Um, so let's say they go to New York, but um, their hearing seven years from now is in South Dakota. So they're not even transporting these folks to the place where they're going to have to get to their hearing. Hmm. So guess what happens when it comes time for their hearing? <laughs> Some are not going to be able to go. Right. Some are going to choose not to go and just continue to stay. Uh, so we, we have to get control of this. And you're right. It has been happening for years, but not at this level. Right. Um, there's policies. This is, this is the, probably the biggest political football that we have. <laughs> And I don't understand why it is that they cannot come up with a bipartisan, bicameral solution uh, legislatively. Because if, it, if they did, then there's nothing to fight with. There's no, there's no politics that can be involved. You're going to have people you know, out here uh, that vote for these people that aren't going to like this policy. But if it's a shared policy drafted together, it will, it will help to ease the strange up the border and we are paying for it here in illinois sure um you see stories and it's and it's creeping our direction whether it's um elburn or uh rockford uh they will start probably going to southern illinois because it's a tad warmer there Mm. um but this is going to start really affecting uh people i think i just saw a story in naperville um one of the council members uh said we're gonna we want to consider having a, a sign-up sheet for folks to take folks in their homes wow i mean these 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 people are not vetted 
No. And I think I told you when I went into Chicago with uh, former Congresswoman Flores, uh, there were when we were standing at the shelter talking to you know roughly 15 people, three of them had electronic monitors on. And I thought, well, that's not, not a big deal. They probably didn't do much. Well, the very next day, uh, the gentleman, uh, or I don't know, some a guy, uh, had uh, was charged with uh, six, had sixty thousand dollars worth of drugs, and he had a weapon, mm. and they released him with electronic monitoring. So I'm like, oh, well, well, maybe things were a little more serious with the people sitting next to me that had these on. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to pass judgment, but right. I was thinking, oh, maybe it's it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal um, because they're not holding them. Um, so it's it is creeping into Illinois. Illinoisans are paying for it, and will continue to pay for it. Whether it's uh, the healthcare um, of of the folks that are already here, this mm. doesn't the, the healthcare cost isn't going <clears throat> to. This isn't the asylum seekers. This is because they're under uh, federal jurisdiction, but it is for everybody else that's here. Um, continued movement to pay for their healthcare, healthcare that you and I don't have. Right. Um, so um, we've got it. We've got it. This is a big, big, big deal. And another thing we could do, you know, not to be insensitive uh, to those listeners that are um, yelling into the radio right now, because I even have an opinion on the matter. Um, we, we have to put a moratorium on the sanctuary state because uh, people don't realize what that means exactly. So here I am illegally and I like that guy. Um, just had a, a gun and $60,000 worth of um, drugs, he cannot be reported because of our laws in Illinois. He cannot be reported to ICE and be deported. Mom. Or if he rapes or murders, which is happening, um, they are not deported to their own country. And that's, that's just not right. And a lot of people don't understand that that's what that sanctuary state means. They think it's just... We're welcoming people. Well, of course we're welcoming. Like you said, there's a process. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we want that process used. But if, if you do something bad, uh, you probably shouldn't be able to stick around. But there's nothing. Our law enforcement, which how hard for them that they can't do anything. Um, to you know, they have an oath to protect and they can't protect. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. Well, we can. Uh... Not a good deal. Well, you know, if, uh, if people want to find out more, they, they should do their own, uh, you know, research on, on uh, all the, the, the issues of that and uh, uh, get a hold of um, their uh, representative or their senator and say, hey, I didn't know this was going on this bad. You know, I want you guys to put something together. Yeah, and, you know, that, that's the thing with politics. There's so many people, um, you know, if, if, if their president or their official is in office, you know, who they politically align with, often they don't pay attention to what's going on because they trust that everything's okay. Right. And uh, we shouldn't do that. I shouldn't be trusting when there's a, a Republican governor, a Republican president. Um, I, I should, you know, trust but verify if nothing else. Right. Right. Well, um, Monday morning, certainly appreciate you spending time with us. And, uh, boy, if anybody has any questions or wants uh, more information on anything we talked about, uh, they can always get a hold of you. Absolutely. The best way is to uh, go to repmacombie.com, and our phone number, our email is there. 
And um, don't forget, uh, if you are, I mean, there's so many blood drives. We have a, a huge crisis right now, um, but we are having um, our blood drive this year. Unfortunately, it wasn't at the end of the year, like it always is in December, mm -hmm. but ours is on February 9th in Savannah. Um, but if you can't make that one, please look around. And if it's your time to, to have your, your blood drawn, take it. Um, it's, it's pretty bad right now. Yes. And that's scary because we, if we need it, uh, if something happens and we need it, we want it to be there. Absolutely. Well, I'm not going to say what is happening Friday, but before I let you go, get back to me and uh, let me know how that goes. All right. Sounds great. All right. Tony, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.